0: hi i'm holly and i am danielle and this is the spooky hour (music) spooktober special dun dun dun
1: spooktober special that's it that's what we're doing (laughs) yep that's all we got hi welcome back happy canadian thanksgiving oh yes happy canadian thanksgiving i
0: hope you guys get to eat all the food that you want
1: I'm going to eat so much potatoes uh, and turkey. <laughs> we have today off. Today is Monday in the future and we won't be working and we're very excited about it. <laughs> and you know what's like really bummed about
0: it though is that I just had my 10 days off and I go back to work tomorrow. Oh, that's weird vacation. to think about. That's very weird, right? Especially right now. Yeah. It's very weird.
1: Yeah. It's the begin Like, so we're recording at the beginning of her vacation and then by the time this comes out, her vacation's over. So like, did she really have a vacation? Right. We're basically time traveling. It's like it got really high again whoa. and time traveled. Whoa. You guys, whoa.
0: It's Thanksgiving. Whoa. Whoa. Wow.
1: This is all to a fucking great start. <laughs> oh god. So if guys. you're uh if you've just chosen to start with this episode or if you've forgotten in the last seven days we are doing a spooktober special we are happy spooktober happy, happy spooktober. Halloween happy everything uh so we're doing like themes this month it's super fun we got lots of surprises coming I don't know if any surprises will be out at this point by the time this comes out but oh yeah they oh, are yeah. surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> um um we have tons and tons of shit coming out this month. Keep your eyes glued to our socials. Yep. It's gonna be fun. We're ready. We're like halfway through the month already. I know, but just wait. We're not done yeah. yet.
0: And uh, there might be something coming out this week. You never know. Ooh, so there might be. Keep Maybe, your eyes. Possibly. Yeah, you just check there it out. Is. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe Thursday. Maybe Friday.
1: Maybe. Maybe Thursday. Who knows? Who
0: knows, guys? <laughs> but
1: just we're really bad at surprises, but we are really, 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 really excited about the surprise um i think i think we're gonna tell you about it later in this episode maybe possibly yeah maybe maybe Maybe. we're just gonna try to keep you guessing while aggressively shoving hints down your throat yeah but yeah we're really excited about this surprise it's um something that we're very proud of very proud of i'm proud of you danielle i don't know if i've said that i'm proud of you too thank you and we're very proud of you guys because none of this would be possible without you yeah so yeah it's just just such a good month
0: i love october <laughs> october is the best month ever it was holly's
1: birthday it was my
0: birthday in the past future <laughs> yeah this is gonna throw us for a loop so we're yeah we're, we're recording two episodes in one night because danielle has to go on a vacation so
1: this is why it's, it's happening yeah we're doing all sorts of time traveling so pardon us for speaking in the future and the past and the present we and getting confused
0: because that's just us <laughs>
1: you guys know us by now we just none, nothing we says nothing we says nothing we says is nothing accurate. we say makes sense yeah do you have anything to say before we just get into it and start killing people <laughs>
0: uh no let's just talk about murder let's just do it
1: let's just do it let just, just jump, jump right into, into it, it. yeah so as i've said the last two weeks uh, i've been trying to pick some big name cases because you guys have been asking for them Mm -hmm. um so this is another iconic case Um, i didn't choose this one based on the actual crimes committed but i chose this one because of how it was solved decades after the crime took place (gasps) um we love those ones we, and we know this one well. So Spooktober Countdown spot number three goes to the legendary Golden State Killer. <gasps> I didn't did I think tell? you were going to cover
0: it. You didn't think? No, I didn't.
1: <sighs> I thought you were supposed to be my best friend. You don't know me at all. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you are
0: dethroned.
1: <laughs> yeah, dethroned for... Not reading All lines. of those other friends I have. <laughs> <laughs> so I've mentioned him quite a few times uh, throughout the series of the spooky hour uh because he was actually arrested very recently in 2018 and pled guilty just a few months ago in june of 2020 so this is both a old and recent case all rolled up into one uh it's i think it's brilliant how it was solved i i've said this multiple times in episodes i just think it's so fucking cool so there's not much noted on his childhood so let's time travel back to the 1970s when the golden state killer terrorized northern california in 1974 he was actually known as the visalia ransacker i'm sorry if i didn't say visalia right that's just what it looks like um, because what it looks like. <laughs> because he started uh his crime spree as a burglar uh he would take small trophies from the homes he broke into and was known to dig through and take from women's underwear drawers which is nasty um in june of like, 1970- you know how expensive
0: underwear is like are you serious
1: it's ridiculous i honestly have just started buying the five dollar packs from walmart i'm sorry i've been in a relationship for seven years i don't need the pretty stuff anymore i just don't <laughs> wear it <laughs> just don't wear it <laughs> <laughs> happy monday you guys (laughs) sorry dad oh my god i forgot your dad (laughs) i'm in tears okay we're off to a great start um he's a burglar he likes underwear shit's weird in june of 1976 the first rape tied to the golden state killer took place in sacramento county um oh i should add so i refer to him as the golden state killer because i don't want to give his name yet um he's not actually known as the golden state killer till much later on so he currently at this point is the visalia ransacker but i will be calling him golden state Mm -hmm. um between 1976 and 1979 there was an additional 40 rape victims all allegedly committed by golden state um i think they um tied them all together based on like the mo and like the the descriptions given and stuff they're like oh shit this is all the same guy okay um like the same way it's like broken into like same type of yeah exactly um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna get into a little bit of his mo um soon very soon um at this point his nickname changed to the east area rapist very creative um another side note i don't know i was just gonna say i think the whole nicknaming thing in the 70s was so weird but also a part of the reason why all of these cases are also iconic um this goes back to my ed keen episode kind game game (laughs) guy um this goes back to that episode our first spooktober special where i said that making these monsters seems fictional puts the mind at ease and almost makes it seem like a story instead of real life yeah so i think giving them nicknames is what made them iconic because they don't seem real if that makes sense no that's i
0: i completely agree with that yeah
1: um very weird though i don't think we do that much anymore no um usually we just go by their name like yeah just name the asshole yeah (laughs) i was trying to think of a name but like i don't really know anybody names the asshole killer yeah um (laughs) anyways uh the victims from these cases alleged that the attacker would break into their homes while they slept and often stayed for several hours he would attack them and then sort of take breaks in between to quote eat or cry which is a whole mood uh, exactly what i'm doing after this um eating and then crying (laughs) yeah um he would often search for trophies to take in the home after his crimes uh he took jewelry and photographs from some of the victims homes at the start his victims were all women who were home alone but he started to change his mo as time went on he began attacking children (gasps) two of his victims were only 13 years old and he also began to target women who had children in the home so the children were present at the time of the attack so he started to get a little bit more reckless and bold um, uh, yep uh, literally next sentence then he grew bold and started attacking couples um what it's been fuck? alleged by victims that he would instruct the female in the couple to tie the male up place dishes on his back and make him lay still why are you uh, he would- dishes on his back we're getting there (laughs) very valid question though um he told the victims that if a dish were to fall they would both be killed so a weird little torture tactic there um he would then attack the female while her partner (laughs) partner uh he would then attack the female while i can't do it (laughs) he would then attack the female while her partner was forced to watch this is like you know when you watch blooper reels and the actor can't get the line out i totally get it now definitely you (laughs) Um, He also began leaving threatening voicemails for his victims several days after their attacks um to me this kind of sounds like he's chasing a high his crimes grew more sinister and more daring which i'm sure caused like a rush within him um he would get bored of attacking single women so he'd have to find a new way to make the crime more thrilling for him and uh, this is actually quite common in serial killers and if you are a criminal minds fan like i am you'll see this used a lot in the show where it starts off as one thing and it just like snowballs into it. all of a sudden yeah. he's like you know killing five people in one day kind of thing um so and they need to feel that rush yeah
0: and during this right now is it just the rapes that are happening like he hasn't killed anyone yet
1: not yet no so these are these are just rapes happening um but even just in that crime he's getting more uh intense for lack of a better term about how he goes about doing it um he's disgusting he is disgusting so in february of 1978 brian and kate magiore i should have looked that up um we're, we're terrible with their- names. we are i hope you guys just accept that about us because i don't think we're ever gonna fucking do it right no nope. <laughs> maybe one day for like rich and famous and have a tv show we will do a little bit better research but as of right now we'll get speech
0: therapy do. just for you guys
1: oh my god <laughs> uh so this couple brian and katie were walking their dog in their neighborhood when they were shot and killed uh this was said to be golden state's first murder he shot Brian first and Katie ran away screaming for help, but unfortunately, she was not fast enough. Uh, he caught up to her and shot her in the head, killing her instantly. On December 30th of the same year, his next victims were murdered near Santa Barbara. Their names were Deborah Manning and Robert Offerman. They were shot to death in Robert's condo. The couple had just recently started dating after both going through divorces. That's um, so sad. In March of 1980, so a few months later, Lyman and Charlene Smith were murdered in their home in Ventura, California. Charlene had been tied up and raped in typical Golden State fashion. Uh, they were discovered in the evening by their 12 year old son. Oh my God,
0: that's heartbreaking.
1: What the awful. fuck? Awful. Absolutely awful. Um, in August of the same year, Keith and Patrice Harrington were killed in their home as well. They were followed by Manuela Whithoon who was raped and murdered while home alone in 1981 that same year cherry domingo and gregory sanchez were the next victims on his list so he started killing and just kept on going he was we're on up a fucking to, like, spree absolutely we're up to i can't count right now but like there's at least eight names i just said right there's no a <laughs> lot <laughs> too many one one too many <laughs> Um, so these, uh, last victims seem to spark a rage in Golden State. They were killed in his usual MO, but both victims had been brutally beaten as well. Uh, so Gregory was shot, but then beaten in the head and approximated 12 times. Sherry was tied up and raped, but also beaten approximately 10 times in the head. So he seems to be getting angrier or letting more frustration out as he goes, um, northern california lived in a state of absolute terror um an unnamed officer involved in the case summarizes it as quote the fear in the community was like something i had never seen before people were afraid wherever they went so it was a very real fear because he was kind of all over the place he's traveling between cities he's just fucking all over the map right now killing as he wants and like whoever Um, he wants at this point Exactly. No one's safe. Yeah. Um but Golden State suddenly went quiet for several years. There were no crimes tied to him or using his MO from 1981 to, until 1986 when 18-year-old Janelle Cruz was found tied up, raped and murdered in her home. This was the last known murder committed by the Golden State Killer ever. The community still ever, lived ever, in fear ever, ever. ever. We did this at the end of the last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the community still lived in fear but that fear started to dissipate as the case grew colder no one knew what happened did he move to a different state did he die or did he just get bored of killing
0: and why do you um, go for like six years of not killing anybody to killing this one 18 year old and then stopping again
1: and then that's it yeah and uh spoiler alert there's no real answer we never find that out um he just stopped hmm. um um I don't know how old he would be at this time, but that my biggest theory was that something made him physically unable to carry these out. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, That's been my theory the whole time. Like, I don't know if he was just old or maybe he had an injury or something, but I think he just was not physically able to do it anymore. Okay. Um, so police at the time believed they were looking for a young white male who was about five foot nine and had military or law enforcement training based on the methods of his attacks. Uh, however dna analysis wasn't a thing at this point in time so any evidence they had could not really be used to find him they just had five foot nine white and maybe a cop that's it that's it which is like i feel like most cops are five foot nine and white and also cops (laughs) (laughs) those cops are cops (laughs) Um, the golden state killers murders took place in different jurisdictions so it took time to link all of the killings together Uh, One slaying was initially attributed to the Diamond Knot Killer because of the intricate knots found on the murdered pair, but uh, was later changed to confirm to be committed by the Golden State. So this is kind of like the the weird thing about the 70s is that there were so many killers, specifically in California, that a lot of these cases got jumbled up together. That's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah like it's i i hate to say that i want to be alive in california in the 70s but i mean our podcast would be bumping in the 70s yeah (laughs) i would um similarities between killings in southern california eventually led investigators to group them in with the golden states cases as well so originally these cases in in uh southern california uh, were tied to a suspect that they had called the original night stalker not to be confused with the night stalker who was another californian serial killer so uh currently we're at four serial killers in this episode <laughs> that's absolutely bonkers <laughs> so uh i don't know why they picked names so similar there's original night stalker and then night stalker is stupid night stalker um richard ramirez
0: i was gonna say stanky breath he's stanky yes. He can't yes. brush it. He the doesn't... one with the
1: gross teeth. Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't brush his teeth or didn't Man, brush his Man, there's so
1: many accounts. And, like, feel free to unfollow us because I'm about to offend you. But they're like, I love Richard Ramirez. He's so hot. That's not us. No. <laughs> Stop following us. No. That's so gross. <laughs> I don't get that. Um, so... Many departments who'd investigated the Golden State Killer had destroyed evidence after the statute of Limitations for Rape expired, which in the 1970s was only three years. You had three years to report a rape. So they (laughs) destroyed all this evidence after three years. Um, But enough remained available for a DNA analysis to confirm in 2001 that the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker were the same man. Around 2011, crime writer Michelle McNamara, who passed away before this case was solved, unfortunately, gave this murderer his final nickname of the Golden State Killer. Uh, so he didn't get his official moniker until 2001. Fun fact of the day. Um, in 2016, 40 years after the first known attack, the FBI and Sacramento County District Attorney's Office offered a A $50,000 reward for any evidence that may help this now beyond cold case. It was a long shot. Yeah. It was a long shot, but they remained hopeful uh, that they could still catch this guy. Uh, In 2018, they finally got their biggest clue. Uh, investigators used dna that had been stored from the cases to create a dna profile of the golden state killer they uploaded this profile to a new genealogy database so think like ancestry dna type thing yep and it, so these databases the dna it was voluntarily uploaded by people trying to piece together their family tree um this is one of the first cases to use genealogy databases like this to search for a match and it fucking worked yep that's <laughs> that it blows my mind it blows my mind i think in it's mind. i think it's so cool it's brilliant um, the investigator's dna profile matched someone who had used the database to discover their family history it's alleged that this person was a cousin of the golden state killer but i actually couldn't find any cold hard evidence saying that that's true um using this new match they narrowed in on the family and fell upon joseph james d'angelo Joseph James D'Angelo, which I had to say twice for some reason, was born in New York on November 8th, 1945. He spent some of his childhood in the Sacramento area, served in Vietnam in the U.S. Navy, and studied criminal justice at California State University in Sacramento. Uh, he was once engaged to a woman named Bonnie, which, fun true crime fact, um, one of the Golden State Killer's victims recalled her attacker crying out the name Bonnie between assaults. Really? yeah wow so when it uh so when uh officers like fell upon this guy and saw that you know bonnie was a neighbor related to him they were like um, I connecting also those like dots yeah um so he ended up marrying another woman and had three daughters before the relationship ended in divorce uh, joseph served as a police officer in two northern california communities between 1973 and 1979 He left the forest after he was arrested for shoplifting a hammer and dog repellent in 1979. Uh, You know, things he would use to attack people. Yeah. He fit the killer's profile eerily well. Uh, Investigators started to follow his daily movements. Uh, He was no longer killing, now 73 years old. I would think he didn't have the strength to carry out his crimes anymore. Uh, they waited for a prime moment and collected what they called disregarded dna which to me i think i'm pretty sure is like a cigarette or a cup or something that was thrown out and then they just picked it on up yeah like a straw um,
0: or anything or sometimes they do um, exactly dna so underneath they a, a car door they do that too
1: i'm i feel like i read that that's where they got it from him oh, okay but i again couldn't find it when i was doing actual research <laughs> <laughs> so they compared the dna from joseph to the profile they had built for the golden state killer it was a match that's absolutely (laughs) crazy (laughs) after more than 40 years they had finally found the golden state killer and we were alive to see it yeah and as a true crime nerd like it was it was peak 2019 or 18 whatever year this was i was like mind blown yeah it was amazing um so the fact that he was still alive after all this time is just like mind-boggling um i love that the victim's families get to see justice played out in this case if he had died uh within those 40 years he very well could still be anonymous to this day yeah um on april 24th 2018 joseph d'angelo was arrested and charged with 13 murders and 13 counts of kidnapping unfortunately he could not be charged with any of the rapes because of the statute of limitations which bothers the living hell out of me but whatever um at least his wrinkly old ass is in jail where it belongs (laughs) he was forced to admit these crimes in court however as part of his plea deal so he was never charged but they made him say yes i did this Yes, I did this. Like, they went victim by victim, which I fucking love that. Yeah. That's some good old petty justice. I love that. Um, In March of 2020... uh, he offered to plead guilty in exchange for a life sentence. Um, prosecutors wanted to fight for the death penalty, so they originally turned down this offer until June 29th, 2020. Joseph D'Angelo pled guilty to all 26 charges, appearing as a feeble old man unable to walk into court on his own. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which is essentially a death sentence in itself. He's 73. Yeah. I'm um, like, I do not feel sorry for you, bro. Yeah. Nope um i recently saw an article though that claimed he was not this feeble old man that he was playing in court but actually quite fit for his age uh he was allegedly doing vigorous workouts in his jail cell so was this old man act like a play for sympathy in court Uh, a method in avoiding the death sentence pretty weird either way um to end this episode i wanted to give another nod to michelle mcnamara Um, she was a writer and wrote for los angeles magazine about the golden state killer she was known as a civilian detective so someone who took their own time and effort to research in hopes of solving this cold case Um, she did a lot of work and brought a lot of attention to this case constantly fighting for justice for the victims decades after the crimes took place Um, partway through writing her book uh, i'll be gone in the dark about this investigative journey um, she passed away of an accidental overdose in 2016 her husband, Patton Oswald made sure her story was finished, and the book went on to become a bestseller after its release in February 2018. Joseph D'Angelo was arrested just months after the book's release, and the true crime community rejoiced for Michelle. Um, many people uh, wrote tributes for her work on this case. It was all over the internet. She was trending above him on Twitter because this was her life's work you know what i mean yeah why am i gonna cry talking about it i've never read the book (laughs) um so thank you michelle mcnamara for your dedicated research and we hope that whatever realm you're in you saw this and that you are finally resting peacefully yeah the end that's fucking crazy yeah it's my favorite solving of a case it's not my favorite case because it's not number one but i feel like everyone knows number one (laughs) i definitely know what number one is (laughs) everyone knows number
0: one but that's i just love that they're able to use like ancestry
1: dna and stuff like that. i would love to see more of this happen i would love to see more of the like big cold cases solved i think it's so cool i hope we see more in our our lifetime and not just for podcast content i also like justice yeah that too (laughs) but yeah there's number three that's crazy killer
0: fucking crazy it's just it blows my mind that it was what like 40 years literally like how, 40 years
1: it was over 40 years i think the ooh, i'm really bad at numbers so in 2016 it was 40 years and he pled guilty in 2020 so that's four years later so 44 45 years he's probably like that's the, how long it took he probably hates his cousin now yeah <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part is is like they very well could not have known each other yeah you know what i mean like it could just all be like a weird happenstance and i think that it's so cool it's my favorite thing to talk about lately <laughs>
0: and like people are like oh they shouldn't be allowed to use it for that kind of stuff and i'm like oh yeah they fucking should you're happily putting your dna in a fucking database yeah it's your own problem <laughs>
1: i had an argument with my boyfriend about this because he's all like oh that's a uh, invasion of privacy and blah blah. No, like, it's not technically yes but also this guy's a fucking murderer like yeah. do we care
0: <laughs> it's not like they're invading your privacy like trying to figure out like how many fucking drinks you had last night god damn brenda yeah. calm down
1: <laughs> god but yeah i i love that uh you, it's a pretty oh god i hate that i'm about to say this but it's a pretty standard crime tale in itself but the actual solving of the crime is anything but standard yeah and i thought that was pretty freaking cool so new aged number two is uh is another one that people i think are gonna love i love it i'm ready for it stay tuned for next week is this your Let hint? So you can guess what's that is this your hint um i don't have a hint um my hint for number two is that it's probably the biggest true crime case of our lifetime but not my favorite that's it can you guess what it is let us know in the comments nope i can't i have no idea what the fuck she's talking about (laughs) it is the largest case i know but obviously my favorite is different because it's not number one
0: (laughs) i know what your number one is um you know what my number one is i do
1: yep everyone does probably at this point
0: might have to do something with libra has something to do with that
1: oh shit it does because i'm a libra (laughs) (laughs) get out of here our fellow spookies Have you ever wondered if your house is haunted if so it's time to say hello to the bump in the night this october the haunted walk is inviting you to take part in a massive paranormal experiment the haunting at home is an online interactive audio experience you could do right in your own house apartment or creepy cabin in the woods this ghostly adventure will challenge you to conduct a series of paranormal experiments in the dark it's the perfect night of spooky fun if you love ghost stories or enjoy the thrill of trying to contact the other side. And just for you, our lovely spookies, you could receive 20% off if you use our code Hour. Just go to hauntedwalk.com slash the haunting and use code spooky hour for 20% off. Happy haunting and stay spooky. is it time to get spooky
0: let's get spooky you guys let's get spooky let's do it um so this week i don't know if anyone guessed it yet but we'll see what happens um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot about that can't, i don't know um, if you guessed good job <laughs> yeah good job um but today i am going to talk about the ouija board <gasps>
1: Yes. So some. it's con- you know was funny. I listened to the song "Don't Mess with Ouija Boards" on my way home today. <laughs>
0: That's one of the f- best songs ever.
1: Yeah, it's a good song.
0: Yeah. And then if no one knows who, um "Falling" our verses, or was it "Escape the Fate" that did that song?
1: It's falling. In that one was "Falling in verse. Yeah. yeah.
0: uh you should. The end of the day, out. it's Ronnie Radke. Yeah. He's such an asshole, and I fucking love. He's
1: it. yeah. He's controversial as hell, but I mean, if you were on MySpace in the year two thousand and six, you had no choice but to love him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And now I don't know who's hotter, or him
1: or his girlfriend. So it's just like... Both of them. I want them both to adopt me, but in like a sexual way. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <I> don't
0: know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dad. No, she's not. Not at all. I am. Okay. Uh... Let's just talk about Ouija boards.
1: Let's do it. Let's do
0: it. Um, so some call it a spirit board. My mother calls it the most vile thing to ever exist
1: she does can yeah. confirm she does
0: um one time i wore my ouija board track pants to her house like on purpose and she almost kicked me out like pretty in. yeah i almost had to walk around in my underwear like she was almost like danielle take your pants off because you're not welcome in my house. <laughs> were you wearing any of that today? probably not <laughs> 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 this underwear. episode is it is (laughs) it really is um so the ouija board is a tool to contact the other worlds or the spiritual realm if you will um it has numbers and letters and a little planchette it said that spirits can move this planchette and spell out words or answer like the yes and no on the board it's just a communication tool um in the 1800s people's lifespan was extremely low so like below 50 years old Like, if you got to 50, you were, like, a fucking magician. Like, they have no idea how you got there. (laughs) (laughs) And during this time, um, spiritualism, like, really took off. So, basically, people were stating that even though your body has died, your spirit and your soul transitions into another world of existence. So, if that's, like, heaven and limbo and hell... Stuck in a room, with baby shark playing one hundred or something. It's <laughs> That's there where I hope I end yeah, up. <laughs> right. So with this new religion, spiritualism, it boomed. Um, there's also something that is like really. Um, there was also something that was like really intriguing to people, and the fact that they have like the possibility to communicate with people that they've lost. Um, the I don't know if you've heard of the Fox Sisters. Um, no. So they played a huge role in the growth of spiritualism. So, Maggie and Kate Fox, who were 14 and 11 at the time, lived in a farmhouse in Hydesville, New York. In 1848, apparently at night, they would hear, like, raps on their walls and furniture. Um, At one point, with their mom and neighbor, they did an experiment. So, they would ask a question, and whatever was making this noise would answer in a certain amount of, like, taps or raps on the wall. Yeah. So, like, two for yes, one for no, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Or they would ask, like, how old you are, and I'd do, like, 10 taps or something like that
1: creepy yeah
0: so later on maggie and kate were sent to live with their sister leah or leah it's spelled the same way so it's one of the two um in rochester new york there was rumors around the city that maggie and katie's old home was haunted by a peddler who was murdered in their home um rochester was extremely on this like religious and like reform train at that time so these community members heard about their these kids old home being haunted and wanted to test the waters to see if these girls would like could try and help them communicate with spirits like outside of their haunted home to see if like it was them who was able to contact Ah. them yeah so they did it and it worked Um, so they yeah so they communicated um with uh, one person's recently deceased daughter apparently um so they were all sitting around a table and they would ask questions and you'd hear like taps and raps and that sort of thing um and they were all convinced that these girls were like real life mediums um they ended up getting pretty famous there was like halls rented out and they basically went all like long island medium on this shit in the 1850s (laughs) they're the original reference the original long island (laughs) medium (laughs) love it um so they went on like professional tours they were booking out hotels like all the fancy stuff um Mm -hmm. so it's not like they invented talking to spirits um it was talked about in the bible apparently that like speaking with angels but definitely um their role with playing with like these like um sessions they were doing with like people that were willing to pay it kind Mm -hmm. of like Slingshot this like modern spiritualism into like in like a religious way.
1: Well, yeah, because spiritualism was sort of shamed for so long, yeah. right? Like, you were crazy if you believed in anything <laughs> other than God, you were just automatically like a devil worshiper. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, um, and so they lived like a pretty good life, but they ended up having like a falling out, like the sisters did. Um, they each married some dudes, they were drinking a lot. Um, the sisters had a falling Jeez. out, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like us. Sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like us. It's a normal Saturday night. <laughs> so at one point Maggie went to the press and said that what they were doing was all a hoax. Um, and she said they they would make the taps and whatever else they did. So um, they had they she ended up explaining how they did it. Like at one point they had they used apples. And they tie, like, an apple on the string and, like, would drop it between their legs, like, at the table. So it would sound like that. And then they'd pull it up and they'd be able to hold it. Or they would, like, tap their, like, ankles together to make, like, a noise. So it was, like, subtle things that you wouldn't really expect. Um, so this really divided some spiritualists. So some, like Maggie, were just in it for the money. But then there were, like, real-life mediums out there. Um, and now people think that they are crazy just because of this one family. Like, all of a sudden it's all a lie just because one family apparently... Mm-hmm abused their their power a little bit um so it was really div- it really put a divide in people saying it's still real and that it's fake um a year after this confession maggie actually retracted her statement insisting that her spirit guides had actually asked her to say that and so oh. she did yeah maggie never talked to her sisters after this um leah or leah died in 1890 kate died in 1892 after a uh after a weekend of drink like a a bit she went on a bender bender. yeah that's the word oh man she died Uh, drinking
1: too much 19 year old holly story yeah um me and two girls i was friends with at the time um we all kind of got dumped on the same day and uh we're like let's go on a two-week bender um i dropped out four days in i thought i was about to die and they went for two whole weeks i could, I could not i could not <laughs> i did jump back on so i took like a two-day break in between and then i hopped back on for the tail end and uh yeah that i don't drink anymore for a reason <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like this is one of the main reasons
1: why i don't drink but i do love a good bender yeah. i must say it is fun sometimes i she's, mean sometimes she's gotta not be an adult for a minute <laughs> i mean she went really hard because she killed herself so i mean oh yeah she i'm kind of a little bit jealous of her bender <laughs> mine didn't go that well yeah i'm still here thank god (laughs) thanks satan
0: (laughs) um so maggie died eight months after kate in march of 1893 um so in that year um that's when the nat the national spiritualist association was created but it's now known as national spiritualist association of churches apparently
1: of churches churches
0: (laughs) um so that is that exists but they definitely did help (laughs) They definitely did help slingshot that spiritualism, yeah, um, religion, if you want to call it, into, like, your everyday home sort of thing. Um, so, what does this have to do with the Ouija board? Well, um, Charles Kennard um, had heard of this spiritualist craze happening in Rochester and wanted to invent an easier way to be able to communicate with these spirits So, people were anxious for, like, an easier communication tool with the deceased. Um, I mean, people were only living until they were 50. Um, That's when the talking board came into light. So, it had letters, numbers, and a device that pointed to these symbols. This was really big in, like, spiritualist camps in Ohio. And when Charles had heard about it, he just acted on it. So, let me just say now that this guy was a businessman. That's purely what he was i'm um, i eight-
1: i'm a business man yeah <laughs> it's a jay-z reference good god <laughs>
0: um in 1890 he got together with elijah bond and some other investors and they discussed on exclusively making and marketing these talking boards so they did just that they marketed a board with letters and numbers and a planchette to point um so do you want to know how they came up with the name ouija um <laughs> i do actually so charles had used the talking board and asked the spirits what the board should be called and it spelt out ouija so that's
1: terrifying yeah
0: <laughs> and when he asked what it meant they answered with good luck oh yeah
1: see is that a threat or is that actually what it means that's what i mean i'm like is that a threat or <laughs> oh that's that's a little bit spooky yeah <laughs>
0: these these spirits are just threatening me with a good time that's all that's fine yeah
1: that's literally that's it
0: sweet. um so charles was awarded a patent on the ouija board because the guy who would like approve the patent said he would approve it if the board spelt out his name um and so they tried it and it spelt out his name so the guy was like yeah here's your patent oh god <laughs> yeah um, so scary so weird <laughs> um so the ouija board took off and it was selling like freaking hot cakes um they ended up opening two more factories just because it did so like really oh, well wow. yeah it was marketed as a and i quote toy and game for the entire family um mm-hmm. and in the 1920s the board really boomed again with world war one so people wanted to communicate with their lost loved ones these people were killed in like her some horrific ways and died for like pure greed because war is disgusting. and these families were left behind wanting answers. So once again, the Ouija board boomed. Um, like famous celebrities and politicians were getting in on the craze. Also in the 1920s, the marketing was not only targeted as like a family game, but this time it was marketed as a, and I quote, magic way to communicate with spirits. So they kind of like added that on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then in 1973, um which uh was my little hint uh a few episodes ago <laughs> i mentioned um that i talked about the exorcist movie and how roland uh a oh. yeah uh, had used the ouija board and it was associated um that she got possessed by satan because she used the ouija board so after this movie masses what a subtle little hint i know i love that i've been building this up for a while you guys you're a genius <laughs> So, after this movie, mass hysteria around the Ouija board started, people stopped buying it. People stopped using it. It was now associated with the devil and just pure evil. So, this literally all happened overnight. As soon as this movie hit theaters, people were like, nope. Um, they were quick to just be like, nope, Satan, not today. Goodbye. throwing that the <laughs> So, spiritualism was now being associated with devil worship. So let's just say sales dropped pretty quickly um and now the ouija board is like i said associated with demonic and evil spirits even though i can agree that it can bring in some dark energy Mm -hmm. if you are doing it correctly and respectively it can be like fun and enticing like it's absolutely
1: it's um i don't know if you're about to talk about this but there are like rules around the Ouija
0: board yep yep
1: you are gonna talk about it no i'm not okay um so there's like you know read the rules like uh one of them that i read was something about like uh using white candles yep. although someone told me that that was bullshit once uh someone like wrote into the podcast it was like oh that candle thing's bullshit then really why did i read it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently uh so white is associated with like good pure yeah. god um whereas black is associated with dark evil devil so if you were to light black candles you're then inviting dark spirits versus yeah. white candles which invites good spirits i don't know um so there is you know and also i think your attitude going into it if you're like yeah. i want to find a demon well then your your demons you're gonna, gonna find, find you yeah
0: you're gonna find them and if you want you there are rules to it it's not like you can just like in the middle of it, just be like, "Okay, I'm done," and just put it away. Like it's absolutely open. When you're using a Ouija board, you are opening a portal. You are opening a doorway for spirits to contact you. It is a way. Yep. It's a communication tool. And if you're not going to close that door properly, then don't get mad that Susie Shear is fucking haunting <laughs> your house. Just you say Susie Shear. Yeah, it's the only thing that came to my
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite work clothes story. <laughs> um but yeah you do you have to say goodbye and you have to take the planchette off the board or else you're leaving the spirit realm open although there are some horror movies that kind of play with that idea where they like take the planchette off and everything and like something still happens yeah yeah but it shouldn't yeah you should be fine yeah if you do
0: it right and you're not yelling at spirits then you should be fine (laughs) (laughs) and um to like this date, it's used in a lot of movies, like you said. Like a lot of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of T V shows, um, and a lot of them are like hauntings and devil related, but it hasn't been completely abolished. Like it's still kicking. It's kinda of picked itself back up, especially with like yeah. true crime and like um paranormal podcasts being a huge thing. I find it's like yeah. getting a lot more um, normal. I- <laughs>
1: i saw one in toys r us when we went a little while ago i was very excited by it um it's also becoming kind of like a trend in like the um grown-up emo community for lack of a better term like you know we wear it on t-shirts and stuff now danielle wears it on track pants um it's it's again it's still saying like it's still leaning towards it being like dark and demonic kind of but it's it's like an aesthetic now as opposed to being this like thing to fear yeah i guess like, you guys, when I
0: take my dog for a walk with my Ouija board pants, you should see the looks I get. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's so funny. I'm like, guys, it's just, yeah. just pants, man. Just, I'm not going to come haunt you. I'm not going to put a curse on you. If you keep staring but at I me, man, now, I But I might now if you're yeah, staring at me. <laughs> stop staring.
1: Yeah, I get, I get looks in my shirt, too. But, like, I get looks as a person anyways. Yeah. It's fine. I'm weird. It's, um, I'm just weird. That's why
0: um so when elijah bond died his grave was unmarked but a group of paranormal enthusiasts so he was one of like the original creators that Mm um partnered with charles um so a group of paranormal enthusiasts located the grave and along with cemetery staff they gave elijah a new headstone which is the ouija board which is famously seen all over the interwebs yeah so it's pretty neat i thought that was like a like a halloween decoration or something i didn't realize it was like that's cool yeah so the thing i found a little bit weird though is his obituary never mentioned anything about the ouija board it like it basically said that he was like a law like he worked he worked at law and stuff like that so it basically said he was notable in like the law and all this stuff but it never mentioned mm-hmm. one of his biggest sellers um because i think there's
1: like such a negative, negative f- connotation behind it yeah
0: yeah i would think that too but like i'm like what if he didn't want the ouija board are you scared of it now he has a gravestone of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i think it's awesome but like
1: you never no know. one asked him her yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> use the ouija board <laughs> to ask him exactly Um good god (laughs) (laughs) so now some say the ouija board doesn't work at all and it's actually what they call idiomotor effect um so this is an unconscious involuntary physical movement so basically Mm -hmm. your body is trying to talk to itself um the movements are like reflex movements and when you're a um aware they are a lot like smaller and like almost unnoticeable like you don't really notice it Mm -hmm. um so people are relating this to when you're like you're sleeping and you're dreaming of falling so your body does like that that jerk to wake you up yeah Yeah, so that's what that is so it's kind of like that but when you're awake you don't notice it so they say that when you're using the ouija board and planting your finger on there you're subconsciously moving it with this like effect yeah but you aren't aware of it because your body's doing it which i can see happening but to an extent yeah but like i don't at the same
1: time i i have done a ouija board before and we didn't get anything disappointing i'm sorry but um i didn't have that like it just didn't move at all yeah yeah um so If that were the case, maybe we were relaxed enough that we didn't move it ourselves or there was just no ghosts there. It's really, I guess, subjective to your beliefs, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: So just a fun fact. One of Canada's prime ministers was a spiritualist and used Ouija boards and talked to mediums. (gasps) Who? Um, William Mackenzie King. He was our 10th prime minister.
1: Huh. Yeah. I don't know any of our prime ministers. Right now we have a Trudeau. We had a Trudeau before that. And I remember Jean Chrétien. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any of them except Trudeau that's it his dad was a president or oh, uh fuck i can't even say the right thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah his his dad was like a good one apparently pierre elliott trudeau i have, I have no idea there you go you yeah. learn something new every day there's some reading history i'm also learning too guys
0: that's great <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's just a little history on the ouija board
1: i love it what a good way for mid or what a good episode for like mid spooktober like yeah. the, we're, we're starting to like crescendo a little bit yeah i'm it i like uh, i personally love the idea of the ouija board whether same. or not it's real i think it's fun i think it's spooky um i love how it looks aesthetically like i yeah. said i've got pieces of clothing with it yeah. <laughs> um we at some point we're talking about getting like matching planchette tattoos yep. so like obviously we're super into the aesthetic <laughs> of it um but i also think that it it could possibly be like a real tool um i would love to test one one day yeah like i definitely in the think the basement it's,
0: yeah i definitely think it's a, a communication tool and
1: i don't think it's I something think it you is. should i don't think it's something that should be messed with either no and we did it um we did it very safely when i did it i did it in ottawa um, my friend lived in an old building and we we're like this has to be haunted so we like you know we did the candles we did the whole thing and then it was just kind of like disappointing so i would love to have an experience yeah, yeah. that's a hint that's a hint that's an unintended hint i like that hint <laughs> so you you because should dis- something's coming
0: <gasps> <laughs> and it could be a little spooky Yeah, never it could know be a lot spooky yeah we'll see what happens but yeah if you want to guys gotta wow that was not english <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to come talk to
1: us about this episode let us know if you like the ouija board if you believe in it and... and try to guess what we're doing next week i have no idea what danielle's doing next week i missed the hint again
0: oh i didn't <laughs> this time
1: Oh, okay good okay it was, I was like, shit yeah no this i thought i didn't i haven't
0: dropped a hint for this one yeah okay so you're welcome but it's spooky that's all it's I know. very spooky it's kind of like origin spooky a little bit
1: oh mm-hmm. okay. like halloween origin spooky we'll see oh mm-hmm. that excited me <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready and
0: we're like two weeks away from halloween you guys oh yeah i guess in the f- in, in,
1: in the future <laughs> yeah in the future, future i am so excited it's my favorite day of the year uh hopefully we can hang out and get dressed up and all that yeah i hope so too. i hope and guys just wear your mask yeah wash your hands please it's not that <laughs> hard i don't care if you fuck with christmas just don't fuck with halloween hey <laughs> i'll fight you <laughs> Anyways, we were dropping socials. Oh shit,
0: yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, Just come hang out with us on our socials. We have Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter at spooky hour. And we have an email. It's the spooky hour podcast, 666 at gmail.com. You can write in your spooky tales if you like them featured. If you want to suggest any episodes, anything like that, just come chat with us.
1: We're there. And I'm going to remind you guys, uh, this is your final reminder for your spooky tales. If you want to get them in our spooktober special, this is it. Is the last time i'm reminding you <laughs> yeah get, them, get in. them in man because <laughs> it's coming Yep, it's like for real this time
0: <laughs> and happy thanksgiving canada land happy
1: thanksgiving and uh i think we'll see you later this week i think so you might I think so you might keep your eyes open guys yep and, and stay spooky also, stay spooky Bye. bye